Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Hallelujah. Bible says that for this reason was the Son of God made manifest. The Bible says that he must destroy the works of the devil. Listen. When the Bible speaks of the four facets of the love of God, the Bible says that you might be filled with all the fools, not in God. God doesn't only want to fill you in Him, He wants to fill you of Him. I don't know whether you understand. The Bible says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Not just the fullness in God. You see, you can be full in God, but not full of God. You understand? Full in God means that you have taken in as much as you could. Full of God means he has put in himself as much as he can. So, the fullness is of the abilities. The abilities of God to pump his potential than it is for your abilities to receive. So, I'm not talking of depths and heights and lengths and widths of distinctions of how far you have delved into God. And I'm talking of the depths of how much God has delved into you. You see, if you say that they might be filled of a portion of God, you'd understand and say, okay, they can't manage his fullness. But the Bible says of his fullness, we have received grace for grace, for grace, for grace. And while you're in a grace, the Bible says it dispenses you into a deeper line of grace. And this is eternal life that you must know that in fact, I love the way Peter said it. He says, and this is eternal life, that they might know the one true God, that you might know the one true God. That means for him he does. <laughs> for him he does, praise the Lord. And this is eternal life, that they might know, that they might know, me I know, them, they, they don't know, me I know. Are you hearing me? 
He said that they might know the one true God. This is eternal life. That they might know the one true God and his only son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, and this is the record. That we have eternal life. And that life is in the son. That they might know the one true God. The one true God and his only son. That means that everything in you can prove God. If men want to know God, they... they they just sat out in you. They, I don't know what I'm speaking to. When men want to know God, they, they don't say, God, where are you? No, 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 no. If you've seen me, the Bible says, you've seen the Father. Listen, he's not coming in any other shape. For it pleased the Father that in him should dwell the fullness of God bodily. It pleased him. God was happy. He did it happy. You understand? He did it expected. He did it excited. He didn't do it to stop. No. He was happy that, that the food. Listen, this is God saying, can I fill myself in one guy? And I'm seeing God like. Oh, and he's trying. <laughs> I don't know who you are. But you're more than a man. And this is the record. That he has given unto us eternal life. And that life is in the Son. When we got Jesus, we got everything. Listen, you got everything a man would ever need to know about God. I don't know that you understand. That's why the, Moses says, you, you will, we shall not say that we shall go up to, to pull Christ to, to go under to get him out for the word. Is nothing. It is in your mouth. The word which we preach. We preach you. Paul says you're an epistle ministered by us. You understand? So when Paul says, in the beginning, God. He said you're an epistle ministered by us. What was Paul preaching? He didn't only say that he's preaching you, Christ. No. He says you are an epistle written. Listen. Now let's read. You are a piece of written in our hearts and known and read of all men. Next verse. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us. That means when Paul wakes up to minister, he's preaching you. For this reason was the Son of God. <laughs> For this reason was the Son of God. For as many as believed him, the Bible says, he gave them the legal mandate, the legal right to become sons and daughters of the Most High God. I don't know that you understand. I'm glad you said it. For this reason, was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil? Such that when the devil looks at you, he's in danger already. You don't understand what I'm trying to say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There are distinctions where men are excited because they're trying to get acquainted to things that are not revealed by the dispensations of the eternal wisdoms. Paul calls them the manifold wisdoms. You understand? And therefore, I'm preaching gloskakali, progressively as I attained. You get it? But there are places where the Lord starts to hem a guy somewhere in. Somewhere in. That the manifold wisdoms of God are not mystery to you. Listen. Look at Paul's ministry end. Paul's ministry end is 
to make men know what is the mystery. He's not saying, I am alone with men trying to know the mystery. He has classified himself far from the knowledge of mystery to the place of revealing mystery. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. They're enriched in all knowledge, utterance, and they come short in no gift. But he says, but you're yet there is There's something deeper than all knowledge. There's something deeper than all utterance. There's something deeper than all gifting. My God, how then do we minister the things that are after utterance, knowledge, and gift? From what place do you start to minister? If you're enriched in all utterance, if you're enriched in all knowledge, if you're enriched in all gifts, and Paul says, "Uh uh-uh, you still can, there's something. That's why when Paul gets to the mature, he says, how be it, we impart this wisdom to them that are mature. I don't even need to speak one hour to make the man understand I carry God. No, there is something I can transfer. I can, I can transfer. I, he says, and of these things I have in a figure, transferred unto Apollos. So when Apollos is watering, he's watering things that came as transfer. They didn't come by sitting 20 hours under Paul. No. Probably they were praying. And when Paul gets Apollos and he starts to say, He's releasing the life. I don't know whether you understand. The next thing you know, when Apollos wakes up, he's watering the man. He doesn't even know when and how it happened. But he understood that he did not need 20 years to explain things no human language can articulate. Because there is a wisdom in God that goes beyond any man's language to explain. Look at how James describes the finishing of Job. He says, for we know of our patience and endurance of our brother Job and the end of the Lord. He even removed a job from the end. God put himself at the end like this. So, look at what you're going through. Your end shall not be of you. You're not going to end up big. No. You're going to end God. Behold, we count them happy which endure. For we have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. The end of the Lord. That's the place called the spirit of Lordship. Because the Bible says that the second man is a Lord from above. He doesn't come with the effects and consequences of the fallen nature. That's why when Jesus was dying, he wasn't dealing with only sin. Sin was smaller. He was dealing with the nature. The Adamic. The corruptible. That he might beget what you call the incorruptible seed of God. Which liveth. Listen, and abideth forever. Eternity hits your spirit way further than what you could do to get there. You'll live and abide forever. The seed that begot you can't kill you. He shall not let his righteous, the Bible says, see what? Suffer corruption. Neither his soul brought in hell. There are certain things that will never happen to you because of what's inside you. Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the glory might be of God we have this treasure 
in earthen vessels. He differentiated your chi body and the thing inside you. He called it treasure. Treasure. Miraculous faculty. Exactly. The miraculous faculty. You, you don't believe God for miracles. You make them. That's why he says, you shall heal the sick. He didn't say, I, you shall pray and I heal. No. He says, you shall heal the sick. You shall cleanse the lepers. You shall raise. Listen, right now, there's a, it's a miraculous faculty in this room. Miracles in prayer. Miracles in teaching. Miracles in worship. And that's why I understand this. Listen, this, this is why I know this. The place of our ministrations as a generation are about to change. They are about to change. They are about to change. Look at Jesus walking with them. And then he makes a statement. And when he makes it, the Bible says, and they perceived. I mean, even the simplest statement like yellow. They don't just see yellow. No, they go deeper into the perceptions of the manifold definition of yellow pertaining the mind of God regarding yellow. And when that kind of realm is on your spirit, revelation takes a different turn because everything said has a depth of perception. You stop to see like normal men. The moment the Lord tells you, you shall learn to nations, you start to realize they are plural. It's not one. You start to realize the nations are plural. And, and that there is a force in your spirit that can put a nation to, your, to its knees for what's upon you. But you're borrowing money. You're borrowing money. Why? Why? The era of the ruler. Servants sit on horses. And it says, princes, walk with it. Hallelujah. But that's about to change. That's about to change. That's about to change. Tell your neighbor, that's about to change. Tell your neighbor, that is about to change. I cannot have that portion. Tell your neighbor, it is not my story. I'm bigger than this. I'm doing bigger than now. In the name of Jesus. When we're in school of fire, I told people this story. A woman had a swollen leg. And then James Kasaga, the pastor, tells the woman, just call this number. If he says hello, it will be enough. She called my number. I said, hello? She threw away the phone. Why? Because the leg shrunk back instant. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a formula. But you see, like the Bible says, and the hankies that left Paul, Put on the sick. The Bible says, and aprons. Them that were sick were healed. Them that were possessed of demons. The Bible says they left. That means when this hunky leaves me, it goes with the message in the name of Jesus. Get out. So when they put it on the guy with the demon, the demon knows the hunky is exercising. I don't know that you understand what I'm trying to tell you. The demon knows the hunky is exercising power. Why? Because it left a man of power, but not a power.
power that is misdirected. No, he's speaking of a power that has a certain line of direction with the articulations of the language of the spirit enough to make the demon understand that when the hunky left Paul's hand, it actually came to get rid of you particularly. The guy is cancerous. Yes. Take him this hunky. The moment you say, take him the hunky. <laughs> it understood provisional power. Look at him. Look, he says, behold, I give you power. Those who are not born again men. The men he was telling were not born again. He says, behold, I give you power to trample on snakes and scorpions. And none of those things shall in any means harm you. And then they go, not born again. And they cast out. And devils left. They raised the dead without salvation because it's not yet dead did you get what I'm to tell you these are men who are not born again but they can go to in fact they are disturbed that they tried to cast out a devil and it didn't leave he says master how come we didn't cast out this one why because every demon that comes in our way we cast out we cast out and they were not born again why they were working by the same principle provisional power the fact that he said you shall lay hands on the sick. Even men who are not born again got enough power to get cancer out. And this is love made perfect that we might have confidence on that day for as he is. Listen, you're pursuing a miracle. You're at the level where you'll find Hussein and tell him, Hussein, go downtown and find a blind man and open his eyes. And Hussein will go like the hunky. Hussein will go like the hunky. At the word. <laughs> and when the natural obey you, the unnatural start to obey you. You tell the piano, play without hands. With God! All things are possible. Now, if a hunky without a mind could execute Paul's instruction without speech, then Yeshu, Yeshu, Yeshu should respond to a certain divine instruction without words. That the moment a man by mistake touches Yeshu, bam, bam, they're slain by the power of the Holy Ghost. Cancer leaves. Listen. Men's cars are about to open blind eyes. Because someone who passed a car and said, Wow, beautiful car. And the eyes open to the blind man. Why have they opened? The man made the countenance of his car healthy. That's why when I read that men who are not born again could cast out devils and heal the sick, I realized that the New Testament creature had a higher calling. That's why when Paul saw that calling, he says that from the shiftings of the spirit to the demonstration of the wine, he says, now I turn to the principalities and to the intent now. I preach to the principalities this manifold wisdom. I mean, Paul has the ability to call every demon in Kampala and put it down and preach to it. And he said that at the sound of his name, every knee bows. And then you see one man preaching. And then every spirit goes down. He just preaches poverty out of Kampala in one day. In a second, he said, and that sin might leave you in one day. So before you know it, 
Certain men step in certain nations and disease leaves. Certain men step in certain nations and, and, and poverty leaves. Them. Why? Because they know. They know who they are. They just know who they are. Listen, some government officers are corrupt because some of you are not working there. Let them hire you. You will enter that room and every man will start to say, what is happening? They ask them, why? I can't steal. I'm trying, but I can't steal. Why? Because there is a power. There is a power. Now, if Paul could speak to the principalities and powers and have a message for them, like we're holding La Bonita. He also holds the La Bonita of demons. And he starts to teach them the manifold wisdoms. And then demons start to take notes about God. Why? Because God has never lived in demons. They don't know how it feels. You, you see, the man who ate pork knows how it tastes. The man who has God in them knows how it feels. A demon, it just raises his hands to God. It fears God. It, it, it has never had God in them. They don't know why they could have seen God, but they don't have that feeling of, for example, a man can drink wine and then speak things and then they say, this is wine. Why can't a Christian do something and say this is God? That's, that's why now I understand. It, it could not be and the men have come in the likeness of God. No. The book of Acts says and the gods have come in the likeness of men. You can only be a God like a man. You can't be a man like a God. Ah, You can only be a God. He said ye are gods. Ye are gods. Ye are gods. Of which the scriptures cannot be broken. Why? Simple. Because your father is Jehovah God. Why is it robbery? Has he so are we? He found it no robbery. Jesus found it no robbery. And the Bible now says to a man where there was goddesses, Diana, Baal, Jezebel in one country. And then Paul just enters that country. And the Bible says in Ephesus the word mightily grew. He didn't say and some prevailed. The next businessman is doing that deal because of you. You supply the divine abilities to minister to consciences of men in the absence of them. Speaking the truth, the Bible says we commend ourselves to the consciences of men. Tell that even the Sudiru is not attending this building. I'm going to cause something that will make him say, Grace, Grace. At least he'll wake up and tell his wife, I don't know why, I dreamt about somebody called Grace. Put your name. Then how can they refuse to hire you when you want? Do you know how many men are dying to listen to this message? Because years ago, we commended ourselves to their consciences. They think and feel like they know you. When they meet you, they realize you look familiar. Not because they met you somewhere at Kampala Road. No. But they've stumbled on something like you in the spirit. Tell your neighbor we're going to pray. Now raise your hands and speak in 
don't talk, don't call them an, 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 other tongues. No, let me call them unknown tongues. Speak something that. Shatalabar. Miracles. Signs and wonders. Shatalabar. You're not disadvantaged. You're advantaged. You're not the weak one. You're the strong one. You're not believing God. He's in you believing. Mandarabakala. Create a miracle. Where you are, create a miracle. Ask your neighbor, you sick, lay hands on them. Do something. Katalabara. I see fibroids disappear. I see somebody with fibroids. I see somebody with fibroids. They're disappearing right now. Makarabarandi. Shakalabarandi. Make it happen. 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 Make it happen.
in the name of Jesus. Somebody here, the doctors diagnosed you with a fibroid. Go and check tomorrow. There's somebody here, the doctors diagnosed you with a cyst. Go and check. Listen, if you have a swelling in your armpit right now, just raise your hands and receive your healing. That swelling is disappearing now. Now, now, I see a swelling disappear out of somebody's armpit. Now, check yourself, and the moment it's disappeared, raise your hand wherever you are. I feel a swelling in an armpit is disappearing right now. Right now, right now, I want you to check yourself and put up your hand wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are. Check yourself. If that swelling is still there, wherever you are, if you're outside, I want to see your hand. Where is the person? I feel somebody has been having a swelling and it's leaving. Where is the person? Where is the person? I see it's disappeared. Where is the person? Where is the person? Where is the person? Bring them here. Come. Come and testify. Another one has just disappeared. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, come and testify. Come, come. The moment it leaves, come. I see swellings disappear. Come. If you have a swelling on your body, your hand, your leg, whatever it is, and it disappears, come. And the what the Lord has done for you. Speak louder. Praise God. I had a swelling under my armpit. It would come and disappear. It usually came and disappeared. So this week it started again swelling. But it would never come out to burst. But today, just as I was praying, I had the pastor say, the swelling is disappearing. When I touched, I couldn't believe it. It's gone. <laughs> The virus is smaller than a swelling. I say the virus is smaller than a swelling. If a swelling can disappear, I speak to every virus in your body. I speak to every bacteria in your body. I speak to every plasmodium in your body. I command it to get out. Is anybody else? Are we close? Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
There's somebody who wants to give their lives to Christ now. Just raise your hands. The presence of God is here. If you want to give your life to Christ, just raise your hands. Where are you? I see one there. I see another one where? There's another one around there. Yeah, I see that. There's another one down there. Repeat this word after me. So, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that I'm born again. In Jesus' name. Amen. could not do this this kid's neck could not do this to bully it for the first time the kid's neck has stood look at this look at this wow praise God The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at UMA Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.